2: What's up everybody, welcome to the Loud Spot, I'm your host Sebastian, hanging out with my producer and tonight my co-host Sam is here and then we got Zana, who is in a uh, band called Zana. Here we go. Oh
0: no! Oh boy! Ah, here it comes! The motherfucking Loud
1: Spot!
2: Before we get this show started, I do want to remind everyone to please check us out on all podcasting platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, Zana, I didn't even ask you, is that your name also? Because that could just be your band name. I don't know. I didn't even ask that.
1: So Zana is a, like, form of my name in Spanish. So I'm I'm Mexican. I was born there. And so my full name is Susana, but it's S-U-S-A-N-A. And in English, like, it's just the last part, but in English. So Susana is Zana in an English pronunciation. Yeah, That's, so you, know,
2: you know, I think that most people with the names, if it was like just regular old American Susanna, I feel, I feel like they would either go by Susie or Anna, right? Or like yeah. Can, but Zana actually sounds way cooler, I think.
1: I mean, like, I trust me, I looked into it because, like, my maiden name is Martinez. And I'm like, so Santa Martinez is, like, super common name. Like, it's <laughs> right, not going to work right. to be an artist, dude. So I had to get, like, really creative because, you know, I was, like, doing market research basically before I went solo. And I was like, okay, I got to stand out. And it was just, like, too many Susie Martinez's because that's, like, what my family calls me. They call me Susie. But, like, one name that I do not tolerate and get will correct you is like, do not call me Susan. Like your <laughs> bird name, like we're not well. well
2: I, just, I everyone named Susan by making that laugh. Or, <laughs>
0: oh, sorry, I didn't think of
2: that. <laughs> yeah. So or hey, at least you know you he could
3: you could be Puerto Rican like old Sebastian over here and, and just be called Sebastian. And what happened with your dad? I've been wanting to ask Manny right. about that. He gets Manuel and you get
2: Sebastian. <laughs> okay, okay, no, well, my now my grandparents did call me Sebastian. Sebastian. Oh, okay. I all they I all they did was gosh. put put the accent on the end. Come on, Sebastian. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and People, you know, and I I always thought for like a nickname for Sebastian. There, you know, I, I, there was one guy I met named Sebastian, but he went by Ian. A lot of <laughs> by Ian. but I never, I never thought. I I don't think I look like an Ian.
3: Well, I, I think I think your dad could, should have called you uh, Esteban. Esteban, I'm
1: Like Esteban. really, really Mexican yeah. name, like Frederico. Or yeah. <laughs> Felipe. Actually, actually,
3: he does have a he does have an alter ego that comes out when when uh, he's been drinking. And what do we yeah. call him? Uh, Par-
2: Carlos Perez. Carlos Perez.
3: <laughs> 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 this guy him? comes out. He's horrible. He's mean. He's rude. He's cocky. He's
2: arrogant. But uh yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> All right, so Zana, you have a song called Die for Die for something, right? Yes,
1: yes, it just came out.
2: Okay, yeah, we're going to play we're going to play that music video later on here in a few minutes uh into the show. But that song has some deep meaning. I was watching it and when I was watching it, I told Sam, I was like I didn't know she was a pop artist and Sam's like it's rock, she does rock music and I'm like it's pop. He's like it's rock. My mistake was I didn't listen to the whole entire song. Uh, and then i did hear the song and i was like sam yeah you're right it's it's rock music <laughs> it, it does have some pop influence to it i think
3: now yeah. in his is in his defense, I did come on middle of the stream when he was watching it, and I was I was kind of you know shirtless, so he got he got a little eyeful. So yeah. he was like, mm, "Look at look at my <laughs> look at my boy right there, looking all cut." No, he didn't
1: him. <laughs> yeah,
3: <it> was, <laughs> I have to every once in a while. That's uh, what happens.
1: It's a power play. Now it's I'm just light. kidding. Um, yeah, no, die for something. So it's actually um, two. It, there's an interlude that isn't part of the actual song so that one the interlude is called reaper and i decided to include it in the music video even though it's not actually like part of the song die for something um but it was written to be an introduction for that song and i needed okay. more time in the video so i went ahead because i needed to tell more story
4: mm-hmm. and so
1: i went ahead and put it all together but technically it's like two songs a really short one and then die for something right before it so reaper definitely is mostly pop uh, okay so okay
3: Haha ha, Sam. Well See? well, okay. So here's <laughs> the thing. Sebastian tends to mislabel genres of, st- of sort really bad. And, and now look, in his defense, there are way too many subgenres to things. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I I could get that. And and a song may start off very, you know, alt pop. Or even poppy, and then turn very alt rock, or even heavy rock, or something like that. It, you know, we, we see that all the matter of fact, uh, one of your uh, our, uh, one of Sebastian's favorites, Art Hardy, right? He he he's country rock, and and you don't know where to put him or mm-hmm. Jelly Roll, I guess now these days. Yeah. So, in his defense, he was half right. I mean, we all right. we all know Slipknot's pop
2: punk, right? We all that, know that.
3: They, <laughs> No, they're not. They're they are they are bubblegum pop them and katie perry are going out next year so you don't <laughs> even know that
1: oh they're like making new genres too like people are just claiming that they're starting a new genre and i'm like good luck with that like we have so many yeah.
3: <laughs> we, we have too many let's just go back to the basics of rock yeah. metal pop you know, those kind of things like that. So um, I think Sebastian froze up, but I'm not quite sure what happened to him.
2: And uh offended. yeah, he was he was very offended. <laughs> OK, I don't know what happened there. I That's the first time it's ever happened in the middle of a show. My power just completely went out and I figured I just disappeared from the screen. But I guess I was just frozen, huh? <laughs> you were frozen. Yes, frozen and well, not we, the Disney kind.
1: Like, uh, you were just offended Of something we said and you just stopped talking. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. What, what, uh, what, what, what were we even talking about? I don't remember. Last thing I remember was Carlos Perez, uh, yeah. some Mexican jokes, I think. We,
3: she was talking, she was talking about the, her, her song and how, oh, yeah, has, right.
2: okay, yeah, that's what? right. You're talking, yeah, that's right. The meaning of die for something, right? Is that what we're talking yeah. about? Okay, let's go back to that then. Yes.
1: yeah, yeah. You remember you were talking? We were talking about genres, and we said that you know you got confused because there was too many genres. And my first part of the song was like, like pop, and you were like, "Oh, she's just a pop artist." But then you found out yeah. I was a rock artist. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's Okay, Yeah, how do you have
2: such a better memory than I do. My memory sucks, man. Okay, <laughs> it so, does. So, so, what is, so there is some pop influences though in that song. Do you? Are you also? Uh, do you also
1: like pop music? Um. I, I like everything. My husband says I have really strong opinions about everything. <laughs> so uh, probably true. Um, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I just I just like what I like. I don't even know. It's not even like specific to a genre. Like, if I'm being honest, I don't really <laughs> listen to that much rock anymore. Uh, but I love to write it and sing it. But um, my it, it was kind of my producer's call. Uh, I went and tracked this. Uh, well, I had... I have a new album coming out called stronger than death die for something is on this album, right. but um, it was, it was produced by Kellen McGregor of Memphis Mayfire and uh, Josiah Prince. Cool. Of so yeah, um, it was like that direction was kind of like where Kellen wanted us to go. So um, we kind of re- had to rework some elements Uh, The song itself, Die For Something, was uh, written by Josiah, the the co-producer of the album. Uh Um, And yeah, Kellen just kind of put it more in the direction of some of the other songs in the album that we decided to play around and experiment with. The whole album ended up turning like really cool with like some really interesting pop influences, like my one song called I'm Sorry has like a lot of pop in the verse and then it goes to this sick breakdown in the bridge. And yeah, it's just this weird fusion. Uh, but die for something even has like dance and EDM influence too, which I love EDM yeah. and dance. Uh, just this awesome fusion that creates this massive chorus and opportunity to just hit the listener. Um, so yeah, I don't know if we meant to do it, but it happened. I think now
3: go ahead, Sam on this one, you also have your husband joining you, Patrick. Yeah. Now, does he join you on other songs as well? Or well, well, let's face it. He's always probably there in some way, shape or form. If not yes. in the studio, you're like, honey, I need you to lay this guitar track down real quick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, he's a drummer actually, and oh, he's drummer. one of the okay. best drummers I've ever seen in my life. Um, but so it, it's like, thank God, you know that drummers are so rare. You just gotta marry one and lock him down for life. You know what I'm saying? Don't uh,
3: start, don't start, Sebastian. <laughs> <He's> got, <laughs> he's like, all right, so Sebastian says he's a drummer. He's not really a drummer. He's a drummer from the day he was like maybe. No, yeah, all oh,
2: yeah. the '90s and then 2000s drumming. I just haven't played like steadily in uh, like ever 90, ten like uh, like fifteen years, ever.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, dude. I'm like, I, I, I'm sure I could find a guitarist easily, and the bassist not as easily. But the drummer is a good one, man. You just got to marry one. You just got to find one.
3: I totally disagree. I think drummers are a dime a dozen, and guitarists are no. harder no. Good guitarists are harder. No, so.
1: I just
2: I, I agree with Zana. I I think I think you know what? I agree with you. That not, yeah. not,
3: not you, Sam. I don't
2: agree with you. I agree
3: with That's Zana. okay. That's okay. <laughs> She's married to one and you you think you are one. So hey.
1: <laughs> well, let's just be honest. It's actually hard to find a really 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 good bassist, all right? We're all wrong in this room. What if it's the ah, bassist yeah. that's the hardest, you know? Really? Anyway. You think?
3: I think the kazoo players are the hardest to find. I think the
1: triangle players are the hardest. One. <laughs> What about singers? Do you guys think good singers are a dime a dozen too? I won't be offended. I, 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 think, it's, I think good
2: songwriters are probably a dime a dozen. A lot of people can yes. sing because, especially with rock music, you don't have to have like the best voice to be a good singer. As long as you can harmonize a little bit or even alter your voice to be able to scream or whatever. Um, but to be able to be a good lyricist, that takes talent. That is super hard. I agree a hundred percent with that because we see it
3: time and time again in the music industry where you have these great singers and and they're singing stuff that just is not connecting, just is yeah. not good. And what you what you don't realize is that's because the song is not good. <laughs> they are good, but the yeah. song is not good, and, that's and a so shame. it's just. Yeah, it's coming. So imagine if okay, let's talk about slip. Now, imagine if Corey sang some pops, some pop song, right? Or he, it just would not work. Now he has kind of sung some popish songs, yeah. With Stone Sour, but yeah, but but that's the kind of the the vibe thing. It's got to the the song has got to fit the artist and, and they're singing. Potential and vice versa. It's got to go over. So, yeah, I agree with you, Sebastian. Nana, is, it,
2: is it hard for you to uh, do? You write? Do you write most of your own lyrics?
1: I write all my lyrics. All yeah. of them. The only one I'd say that I didn't do anything on was Reaper because we were working on Dive for something. So Josiah, the producer or the writer of that song, uh, Kellen ended up mixing it, and you know, <clears throat> but um, he he started with that chorus, and he just he is like a very amazing writer. Like he has deals and stuff. Uh, He had this chorus that he was going to give to his own band. And then like, he he just knew me from like touring and we were in the same kind of like community and niche. And he was just like, uh, he knew that I went through a kidney transplant and I almost died. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what this whole record is about. This whole song is about a kidney transplant that I had and like the recovery and all the aftermath and like right before the pandemic happens. So it was like extra, just double like crazy. So uh, he had that chorus and um, he uh, I filled in everything else besides the chorus lyrically because I didn't want to change anything. I really liked the chorus. Reaper, he said... <laughs> before we came over to track he said he was in the shower and he just got this idea for this interlude going in to die for something so that is the only one I think I've released that I didn't touch okay. uh, but that's just like a minute song it's only supposed to be an introduction to the the big song right um, so yeah everything else I've written um writing is literally the easiest part for me literally the easiest awesome. like i It's a service I provide. I'm a voice teacher, vocal coach, as well as I do some artist consultation. Uh, And then there are bands who hire me to co-produce, or not co-produce, I'm sorry, co-write and vocal coach in the studio or just whatever they need, um, they find me. So uh, writing is my favorite part of being in music. It's like so fast. And I just... Wish it was all I had to do because the reality of being in music is marketing, 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 yep. marketing make money, make money, make money, and it's just like it's it kind of just kills you after a while. But you love writing so much that you put up with it so you can keep writing and keep the bills being paid. So. <laughs>
2: can, can you teach? Can you need to teach me how to sing, like right now, please? No, uh, no, <laughs> don't. okay,
1: no, I'm <laughs> a horrible
3: singer. Not,
2: not only do you have to teach them how to sing,
3: but you have to teach them how to write, you have to teach you because otherwise you you're gonna get is as macho nacho macho i did i did
2: but i want to i want to play the song but before we play the song yeah. i do want to say there's a quote um that you had said, I, I, I think you said it, it was given to me as if you had said it, it says when you know you're at the end and at least wants your death to mean something, it makes you begin to live larger and dream bigger for me, using my pain to find purpose, inspired a new attitude towards my current life. Even if it was in shambles.
1: Absolutely. That is I'm deep. man.
2: No, that came from Cody here, publicist. That's what it no,
3: is. No, actually,
1: I I actually <laughs> no. spent I want to say like a month perfecting my album biography because it there like I do everything very intentionally. Like even the order of the songs are in on purpose like right and uh there was just so much to unpack uh for each song and what it meant and so I had I submitted to Cody like a four-page document of each meaning and I was like bro I have to condense this so I got my sister on it she was able to like condense into like two pages uh but yeah I I just have I was actually let go from a band uh because the manager said you just have too many stories to tell you <laughs> huh. don't that. Really? So, yeah, he wanted me to dumb down all the songs well that wasn't the only well, reason but he wanted me to dumb down the songs he wanted cookie cutter rock songs like yeah. you know and i was like i can't do that like, so now, it yeah. was, like, that, is it
2: hard as a musician to take like someone critiquing what you've created because you have your story to tell and what you want to say and if somebody else from the outside looking in who is maybe that's their job in the industry is it hard ho- is it Disagreeing with them, I'm sure, is easy, but is is it hard to accept I, what they you say? Know
1: what? I'm not even gonna. That guy was an absolute idiot. I hope. <laughs> All right, so I really. That is the only person who has ever told me anything like that, and he has not even accomplished anything in his oh, career. Then. So, uh, I, I hope you're listening, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the only time I was ever told that, which was obviously leading to a lot of issues in the band internally. Other things that, unfortunately, just it wasn't meant to be. Really scarring, though. Uh, I feel like every musician has like a horror story and they like trauma forever from it. But it's okay. Uh, Every single other person I have worked with has um, never, ever shot the idea down. All they do is modify it. You know, because it is too lengthy. Like, there is a difference between
2: modifying and changing something, yeah, big time.
1: This whole team that worked on this album, like, are telling me, like, this is the favorite, one of the favorite projects they've ever done. Now, if I don't know if they tell all their customers that, well, how much
3: did you pay them? How much did you pay them? um,
1: (laughs) Not actually, they cut me deals like all of them did. So that was really well, they know how hard I work and they know how much Mm -hmm. work I pull and what I do. So, um, they're they're they love, I mean, they tell me they love working with me. What if
2: you know? No. I don't know. Uh, you seem like, like a pretty happy person. I mean, just <laughs> you. you seem like you'd be pretty easy to work with. Uh, you know, of course, we're just on camera, but you seem pretty, you know, not not hard to. do I don't know. Where's Patrick? 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 Tell, <laughs> tell, tell, <laughs> tell tell the truth. they will tell you something else. So
3: well, I will. You. I will. I will. I will tell you. I I think I we we've gotten away. We live in such a TikTok world that everything is dumbed down to the two two to three minutes, right? <laughs> And we've forgotten that in order to become a fan, you have to be attached to the music. You have to understand the backstory. You have to basically the fan has to fall in love with the artist in yes. all of it. And that includes their personalities, goods and bads. And they also have to have a storyline or something that, that fits them in their life. Now you you know, you talked about how this whole album was not only about your kidney you, disease and in and, and uh, the transplant and getting back on your feet but you also talked about uh, a little bit about the religious struggles as well oh, and yeah.
1: Yeah, now- marriage, marriage, <laughs> uh, physical, like life or death, like pandemic, no money, catalytic converter theft, like anything that could happen. Hey, could-
3: catalytic converter with that what song is that one in?
1: No, 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 Um, my, my catalytic converter in my tour van was stolen in January of 2021 and it was like a huge financial hit and it was just such a, all this stuff was accumulating. And so the album is about like all this struggle happening at one time. Uh, but yeah, it, it yeah, religious struggle. You know, faith struggles, like, who am I? Am I going to die? Like, if I didn't live in this country and in this century, I would have died at 25. Absolutely would have died. Wow. You know, um, and and just I just remember the days from the tr- like coming up to the transplant. Cause it's like insurance won't clear it unless you're at a certain like you're about to die, which is really stupid. Right. because for me, it was inevitable. It was going to happen like mm. no matter what. And so they just made me suffer for a while. Uh, so yeah, I was like waiting for like six months because I had my donor lined up, which was my mom. God bless her. She donated her kidney to me. Everything was ready to go, but I had to be technically sick enough for them to just go ahead and proceed and for insurance to cover it.
2: That is so, I want to elaborate on that. I want to play the song yeah. right now and then I want to elaborate on that. Cause I think yeah. there's a bunch of, uh, of, of, pardon my language of some bullshit um, yeah. I'll, 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 the way the, the, the medical field works sometimes. Yeah. Let's play the song. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. For our audio listeners. For audio and, and video, video. Oh, that's right. That's listeners. right. We're going to sort of video we'll
0: be after. Back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Something to shout for, something to fight for Something to laugh for, something to cry for I want something to run for, something to fly for Something to live for Never realized The strength it takes just to try and survive Although I'm sick Although I'm broken It's the power in me that defines this moment The fires you won't spare me It's my destiny to walk on air I'm terrified but close my eyes Trust your hand and leave me there I thought you were cruel I reached out to you So angry that this happened My heart was so confused, but.
2: go what a great song you know I got got the chills a little bit Sam your mic's muted by the way still <clears throat> no no one wants to listen to me anyways I'll just go back. <laughs> that was such a powerful song you know I listened to it like for like this time I was I was able to kind of watch the whole thing and what a powerful song and what a great message that you're sending out like there's so much meaning behind that and I can only imagine how scared you were during that time of your life.
1: Oh, my God. It's uh, I, I like tr- I'm not trying to be dramatic, but like it was my own personal hell, uh, because like since a child, like I've never been scared of like the dark or anything like that. My only fear since being a little kid was like needles and hospitals. And like doctors and blood pressure machines and all the wires and everything, like I, yeah. that was. I think it's called tri, trypanophobia, is the the fear of needles. But it's not tattoo needles. It's like ones that go in your veins. Like the veins is. What or it
3: downtown is. Houston.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, my like my whole <laughs> life, my whole life, like every time I went to a doctor's office to get a shot, like my mom would have to spot me because she knew I was gonna faint. You know, because out of mm. fear, just absolute fear. So it's just crazy how I kind of learned in my disease uh, because I didn't go to the doctor for 10 years because I was like, no, I just can't. It controlled my life. Um, And then it just like took like two people that I knew dying very suddenly that um, kind of forced me to go. Um, Thankfully, my sister's a doctor. So I went to her clinic and she made me feel a lot better. Uh, My blood work came out weird. I had to go back and do it again. Still same results. Uh, It took them like six months to figure it out. But they were like, they knew it was something with my kidneys because that was the blood level that was really out of whack. Mm -hmm. And um, it took them six months and like, they had to send me to like a geneticist that like specializes in kidney disease and he has a grant from the government to like research it like it's that rare and so it just really hit me and here i was on tour like drinking mcflurries and mccafe like the freaking stuff every day with sugar and like killing my kidneys faster because i didn't know um and so at, and that was at the point where like my band had also let me go and it was this weird just terrible time of my life um thankfully i had met my husband my now husband at that time and so he made things a lot better for me i think like He's the reason I hung on a lot. Uh, but, it, you know, it was like when I found all this stuff out and all this was happening in my life, it was like, yeah, the perfect hell, the absolute perfect hell for me to embark on. So I had a lot of like turmoil. At one point, they were like considering me to not even be eligible for the transplant because like I fainted in the screening in front of them and they were like, ah, you may not be able to do this. Um, so I was like, no, 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 no. I want to do that because the alternative is like worse. The alternative Mm. of not getting a transplant is like, you're just on dialysis for the rest of your life, which just means like you, get your blood cleaned by a machine uh t- 3 to 5 times a week for uh, like hours like 3 hours a day so like you can't travel you definitely can't tour like you're basically kind of like a walking zombie like you're very limited functionality because like you're you should be dead um, so I was like, "Well, I can't do dialysis because just ew." Um, and then my transplant is my only option or die. So it was like literally conquer your fear or die. And I was like, "I can't do this." Yeah, <laughs> I, like I like how you go ill. <laughs> uh, no, we're not doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's like it's it's to go through something like that. How how long ago did this happen? So. No
1: I was diagnosed with my illness in summer of 2017, and then I declined way more rapidly than they thought I would. Uh, So the transplant was supposed to be like five to six years out, ended up being two years. So I got the transplant like June 12th of 20, I'm sorry, 2019. Yeah, 2019.
2: And hypothetically, if you're going downhill much faster- would they have done the transplant quicker? Because we talked about earlier before you we played well, the that, song, you know, like you did. literally have to be dying. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So the way it works is that like, okay, kidneys are a really resilient organ. So like they can be damaged and still be, be fine. And like, you won't even feel a difference. So you'll own, you're like, okay, if, if kidneys are perfectly healthy, kidneys are at a hundred percent function. Right.
0: Right.
1: You're not going to feel sick until you're about 20% and under. And there are people that are living with damaged kidneys and they don't even know it because they're really resilient, you know? God, I'm sorry. This here is bothering me y'all. Okay. <laughs> all right. uh, and so um, that's why like I did have some issues, but they didn't control my life as much as when I was super declining. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm honestly so grateful. I declined quicker because had I waited uh, pandemic, I could have, I could have oh. had it during the pandemic. And then I would have had to go to dialysis because they did pause a lot of transplants. Wow. Um, so like, I am so grateful because, and, and even exa- it was like, perfect. Like I really thank God, because it was, it got rescheduled at one point, long story. I don't even think I was ready for it. So I'm really glad it ended up getting rescheduled to like a month later, because I remember that week I was like, I'm getting the transplant. I don't think I can do this. And like about to chicken out, but like, you can't, chicken out on something like that bro there's like teams with doctors that are scheduled for that morning and that day like they can't just do that um
2: well that must have been super scary to have to go through especially do the surgery like because it's it's because you know you signed this whole thing like you may not come back alive like are you not you may you want to come back if you if you die are you a big believer in everything happens for a reason i am also, yeah. okay, does it did it make you more religious um or have a deeper meaning or purpose in life because you got to really see yourself?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. After this.
2: It's completely different perception on life and what you want to do because you've just lived this horrific experience that just change, completely changes your outlook on everything, I would think.
1: I think for my transplant, it was the biggest wake-up call. Like, I I I'm I'm a Christian. I'm just gonna say I am a very devout Christian. Um, I don't know what you define as religious. Uh, I really don't go to church anyway, but I am a firm believer in um in God and, and yeah. in Jesus. Uh, but to me, it was like this actually pushed me to start aggressively pursuing music because before I was like, um, I was in a band that kind of just did everything, you know, they, they wouldn't really give me responsibility, but I learned a lot when that didn't happen, when they, you know, let me go the way they did in that kind of weird backstabby way uh, <laughs> that really made me angry. And like, that's what made me start Zana. And I was like immediately going to file my business paperwork for it and everything that, and, and so I was cruising and I was doing it safe for like all of 2017 and 2018 somewhat, uh 2019 uh was the transplant and uh after that just going through all the things that I went through like I had really really bad recovery so like I had the transplant mm-hmm. as soon as I woke up I was like I woke up violently from on the hospital bed and they were like oh my god sedate her like sedate her cuz I remember I was... that what's up
2: do you remember waking up violently? Yes, you yes. Do. Wow.
1: yes, I do. I felt like a thousand knives were stabbing my stomach, and I just like <gasps> pain. And I was trying to speak, but I couldn't speak because I was in so much pain. So I was trying to say the word pain, 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 and they're all freaking out. And and I'm I look pale as a ghost. Like my husband started crying. He had to leave the room. He couldn't see it. Uh, and 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 because it was like my psychosis. Like you're literally inside your fear. I tell my husband all the time, it's like you waking up in a pit of spiders because he's afraid of spiders. I'm like, that is literally my nightmare. Like, I woke up in my worst nightmare. It disoriented. And I've got like a huge IV in my neck, and I have connections all over me, and my my abdomen is like Mm -hmm. screaming. And um, it was very traumatic.
2: <laughs> yeah, and tell your husband. You know, I don't like spiders either. I hate them. If I see one, I like, yeah. I, I shake, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see. He, i, I he, feel like, on me, you know. He, like, scre- oh. he screams.
3: He screams like a girl. He screams yeah. like no, a girl.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, it's 2023, 20, man. You can't uh, say that anymore. Right? I, I, I can. And I know he screams like a girl. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> Well, we're, we're glad that, that you were able to take that traumatic experience and that's what make, that's what songwriters do, right? That's what's a uh, good, well, good ones anyways, either that or breakup songs. And let's talk about what's coming up. You got the album coming out February 10th. Um, is there a tour scheduled yet for
1: that? Uh, I, to be honest with y'all, this is the first time I have zero shows on the books this whole year. And I think. I think I know why now, again, like to go back to your question, I do believe everything is for a reason. I really mm-hmm. do. Um- uh, so I, I think I know why no shows are booked and it's just some changes me and my husband are going to make that may not make us available for touring. So I'm, I'm totally okay with it. And kind of seeing how touring is still suffering quite a bit anyway, it's very volatile right now. And it's just something that I don't think you need to be successful anymore. Um, like if you can grow online digitally, it might just even, I mean, like what, you're going to spend $1,000 on gas on a tour? Split, put that more in more than
0: that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's like yeah. a mini tour. Like that's like a, we did a 10 day run. That's a, yeah, I
0: was, and That's it was a 10
1: fun. day run. It was, a, yeah, that's a 10 day run. Right. And so we spent a thousand gas and um, imagine, I mean, imagine what you could do with thousand dollars and not say, I mean, we were very profitable that run, but that's because of the way it was booked, the way we had mm-hmm. it. Um And so uh, that doesn't just happen though. When I don't know, it's just very hard right now. So no,
3: I didn't, I th- You're doing it the smart way. When you're first releasing a debut album, the first two albums, maybe even closer to three albums, spend that money if you don't have the time, the effort, or even the band members. Now, do you have regular band members or would you have to go out and hire them?
1: Um, I hire them. I do hired guns exactly. all the time just so so, I'm I a huge That's network. More
3: money, more money on the table you gotta spend no, out of your own not, pocket.
1: Not, you know, I was <laughs> talking my booking Joe. I was like, I can't do door splits anymore. Like no. I can't afford I can't even cover expenses, you know? So it's like, that's why it's so hard because no venues are shelling out money after recovering from the pandemic and I'm not playing for free or door split. It's just not gonna happen. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with not having dates mm-hmm. on. Uh, I, I, there's always a couple festivals I end up hitting up uh, on the year anyway, but I'm just I'm we're doing great with the pre-orders I mean what if you just took that money and put it into marketing you know like it's it. yeah so we're doing that yeah, so no
3: and you're doing it the right way just take yeah. that money recycle it back in watch those fans get bigger online and then of course take your Spotify numbers and all your other numbers and start pointing yourself in that direction where you should tour and then hopefully you can get guarantees uh, at, at the front door and of yeah. course as being a booking agent myself it's hard because you want to get your artists but you know, your clients, you know, yeah. your, your client, the artist versus also your client, the promoter venue yeah. owner, you got to make them each happy and, happy. and most of the time, they're doing door splits, because that's kind of fair. It's uh, like, look, I'm not going to take any risk, whatever yeah. she has. Yeah. We're going to take X and amount. No, out. I
1: don't do them anymore. I don't care if they want me. They'll have to pay. There's just no nothing so about it's not, it. A door split, it's
2: not, a door, hold on. So my question is that a door split... Yeah, he doesn't know about a door, split, Well, but. a door split would be a different from like a guarantee like a guarantee is your yes. guarantee as much money a yes. is yeah. get paid for who pays to come into the show and you get a portion of that right exactly. yeah
1: but that's that's ridiculous because some of these places i've never i've never toured in yet like it is a debut i get it but like i'm not gonna bring that many people and so that's why I'm you just know, like, at least you know that, some I know that. Don't know yeah, that. yeah i don't, don't care like, hey,
3: and, yeah and there's so and there's yeah, and there's and there's nothing wrong with that. Saying, "Look, I'm probably not going to bring anyone through the front door, okay. uh, and, so why yeah, even I, go
1: there?" It, it 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 still doesn't matter to me. Like I I know the places that do pay me, and they pay me very well. So it's just like, why am I going to the West Coast where nobody knows me and no one wants to know me? I'm going to keep my Book my places that I like to play that hey, off, I keep that going.
3: You yeah. got three cities near you that are gonna pay you very well, and you're, yeah. you're gonna no. build that market Houston, yeah. Dallas, and Austin. So, there yes. you
1: go. And so you I'm in San Texas? Antonio,
2: so. Oh, you're in Texas? Okay, yeah, see, I'm in Oklahoma. Hell, if you guys Yay! play a show, maybe I'll be able to drive down to the Dallas area. You know, it's not too far from Oklahoma. I love City. it. Do it,
1: man. Do yeah. it. Yeah, right yeah. on.
2: Well, this show's lasted way longer than it should than it was supposed to. But you know what? You have very <laughs> You know, you just you're interesting to talk to, and and things. I mean, I got the chills when you were talking. That doesn't happen very often, you know. And what, so, what did I say? They gave me the chills. Just the whole the the surgery, and and, and you know, just. <laughs> being scared of, of spiders you know, i'm either gonna do this or i'm gonna die at spiders for sure you in are not,
1: no bro i'm telling you like this is why i'm going on interviews because people don't know what my life was like That's, for this like what i've done to be able to do this like not not just the transplant it was like being a newlywed and with a guy that is in another band that is on tour, he can't even be there with you with your health mm. health crisis. Like, you, you're, you know, you have this huge health insurance premiums you have to pay every single month. Like, I saw the bill for my transplant. And it was 500,000 some dollars, like just the transplant, not the medications, not anything else. Like not the care afterwards. I was hospitalized four times because I kept getting chronic infections and I like, literally they all knew me. They, 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 I, I entered into complicated patient uh, sheet. Okay. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it was so much to the point where like die for something is really just about like how I, was that i had i regretted it like i regretted the whole transplant i was like I did the wrong thing because I felt so sick afterwards, and I was like, mm. I do not feel better. I have no muscle mass anymore. I am just skin and bones. Um, I have constant pain. I have constant infections. Uh, I could die from these infections. I would get rushed to the hospital. They would keep me in there for like four to five days, bro. I'm just so uh, sick of needles. Uh, and I literally remember, hospitals too,
2: probably, huh?
1: Oh my god, dude! I probably treated a couple nurses pretty badly. I kind of regret it. No, not you. What? (laughs) but you know what though y'all okay let me tell you a quick story go ahead go ahead go ahead they left me in the room over a bedpan i was trying to pee on and they they just left the room and i couldn't get up because i had connections all around me so i'm like why would you leave the room she's like oh i just gotta answer call real quick i'll be back never came back ever. and i'm like (laughs) i <laughs> what so you had, you had to pee, and there was no. One there. The Where bathroom? was it? Did you didn't
3: have you didn't, have you didn't have you didn't have a, a, a so catheter, bad. or
1: no? Was it a you had like, to drop
3: a deuce? Is that no, why?
1: No, I just had to pee. I couldn't, and I couldn't get up because I was so. A oh, okay. from the fever that I had, mm-hmm. and they had already hooked me up to all the machines. Um, and I was like, but I really have to pee. And uh, it was in the ER still, like, they hadn't even oh, okay. admitted me yet into a room, they were trying to get a room for me. And so, the nurses were super frazzled. And like, the medical industry is like completely crap now. Like, it's there's been so many walkouts, like, they have really shortages on nurses. And I mean, they 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 abuse those poor nurses, you know. <laughs> Once you're doing COVID, I mean, it, it, God, yes. I mean, there's a whole lot to
2: say, you know, and this is not a healthcare system podcast, but if, no. it, but if it was, I and mean, we are not in the healthcare industry, and, and <laughs> we don't know enough about it, but you know, there's lots, I, all I hear is lots of complaints about certain things and, and we can all form our own opinions. And, you know, I don't know the ins and outs. Uh, like earlier I said, it was kind of bullshit, but I don't know the ins and outs of, of why things are structured the way they are. And so, yeah, I'm happy that you're here with us. I'm happy that you're able to uh perform and, and do music videos. I think your music sounds absolutely fantastic. Thank
1: um, you so much. I, I didn't know how long this was gonna go, but I'm I'm pretty keep talking, but y'all let me know, just cut me off. I talk a lot. <laughs> I know I do. Um, no, I think
2: but, yeah. I, I, th- I think what we should do is maybe schedule back on when you have when maybe when your album comes out. Yeah, maybe maybe continue this conversation.
1: we'll then. do an
3: album review song by please,
1: please, yeah, please that, do. that would be and, awesome. And like what Cody put on the press release, I'll go ahead and I don't know if he sent you the album bio, but I will definitely send that over if you guys want to. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. okay. Hey, will you stay right there till after the outro song plays? Um, sure. uh, I think it was fantastic having you on the show. So, thank you, Zana, oh. for, for joining. Can us. They, Zana, oh, yeah, where can, can they, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. yeah what, what is going on with you? <laughs> Yeah.
3: Zana, where can people find your music? Where can they connect? I know we live in a day and age where you can just punch it in, but Please let us know where direct links. I'm that written down too.
2: to say that too, and I didn't even read my notes. Okay,
1: go ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, it's all your fault Sebastian. Okay, uh, ZanaOfficial.com is where you can find me at uh, Zana Official for Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, like all the social platforms except Snapchat. Not on Snapchat. Not a Gen Z. I don't know. Maybe it's a millennial <laughs> thing. I don't know. I'm a millennial. Okay, guy, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even get.
2: I, I don't get how Snapchat works either.
1: I don't, I man. <laughs> like it what's the point like it just goes away the next day it's I, I, I put like stories what? on there and like but but
2: you know what? it's so annoying and I, I, now i gotta say this okay when i go to snapchat and look at the stories and like every like 20 seconds like a commercial and i just want to finish watching this whatever stories on there and it's so annoying that i barely ever get i barely even look at snapchat if i want to watch stories or something i just go to tiktok uh TikTok or like, or like YouTube has you know, little short reels, I guess. Also yeah, now.
1: it just reminds me as you're speaking. I don't know if you guys have seen this whole season of South Park where the ads become I love so South Park, I have not. I'm gonna watch <laughs> it right <quite>, actually now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ads become so intelligent that they basically evolve to just be like permeated in everything and like articles and news, news pieces are now just advertisements in disguise like it's the most relevant thing i've ever seen so <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch is that some new season of south park oh man i don't know what season it's like 20 oh, okay. okay. it's on hbo okay. max they're all like all the all the seasons <laughs> up to 23 are on there so you should check it out
2: <laughs> I, I am i love i love south park and i love family guy too
1: okay he's yeah.
3: li- he's lying he's looking up at the air he's lying he's,
1: I, I do I, love. i love
2: south park and i love family guy. Wh- i love for Futurama, I love all those cartoons. I'm a big cartoon guy. I like Spongebob too. Rick and Morty. Yeah. SpongeBob. Rick- oh, I love Rick and yeah. Morty. Over-over, Rick and Morty's dude. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, he- I love
3: Rick and Morty instead of Futurama. I You're a liar. Me. You watch Barney 24 7 every time I come over to the house. No, what's wrong with that, dude?
2: I'm a millennial, bro. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. no, you Stay out there to after the, the song. Is. That's all the time we got. Thanks for watching. Peace out, Rock On, and much love. This is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic.
0: Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Does nothing yes. short of tragic have back again. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. Our pin post has to pin show. So to get more episodes, make an order, this is over.